You're listening to Tales from the Ridge. House War. Night on the planet of Orthoptera was a strange thing, balmy with a thin breeze that did nothing but tease a body. The Carlisle boys had been staked out for a few hours now, waiting for the sliver of moon to rise above them. Something about the soupy air had everyone anxious. The Califera cattle hands had moved on into the southern fields, their droning singing like a chorus of dull violins. Emil Carlyle rose, stretching his aching limbs over his head, a few joints popping. His younger brother, Robert, made a face at the sound. You'll be an old man soon, too. Don't worry, teased Emil. You ain't old, just disgusting, their other brother, Frank, chimed in. That may be, but what we all best be is quiet. Emil slowly crawled over the lip of the rock pile they had been holed up in. The Califera ranches of Orthoptera were as notorious as the tropical weather of their planet. The land had been passed down for generations, their operations guarded viciously by a bevy of kin ready to do what needed to be done to protect the bottom line. The human presence on the planet was met with open hostility, but despite their best efforts, the long-limbed, beady-eyed sentients had not been able to shake this new mammalian pest of which the Carlisle brothers were a part. You really trust that Weezer? Frank asked as he followed his older brothers through the long grass that edged along the horse corral. No, but I trust his money, Emil replied. And don't let him catch you using that word. What? Weezer? You know what? Rob smacked the back of the youngest brother's head. The two of them got to cussing, and Emil gave a quick shh as they neared their prize. Prior to his emigration to Orthoptera, Emil might not have truly believed the rumors that surrounded the prize horses bred by the ranchers here. In a galaxy where hover bikes and spaceships existed, what in Pete's name was a horse worth? But as a matter of fact, quite a bit to the Califera ranchers of this godforsaken planet. The unpredictable terrain and aggressive weather patterns made technological travel an ill investment. Califera had humans to thank for their use of horses, but that thanks had never materialized. The value of these animals had led to a steady trade in which the Carlisle brothers were considered professionals. Rustling. Emil peeked over the rim of the corral, the filamented head of a weed tickling his ear. He swatted at the plant as soundlessly as possible. A few of the horses raised their heads toward the brothers' hiding place and then returned to grazing. We've got five minutes from the time we jumped this fence to being off property with this herd. We know, chimed Frank and Robert in unison. 
Forgive me not trusting the wit of my foolhardy younger brothers, Emil glowered back. Trust this, Robert sneered, vaulting himself over the fence. Here we go, Frank yipped close behind. Emil sighed deeply and followed, watching the motion detectors that lined the edge of the fence flicker at him ominously. The smell inside the corral was a familiar one. Trampled muddy dirt mixing with warm, musty scent of horse. The Carlisles moved and practiced tandem, moving the animals into three clumps to be led, one by each brother. Robert moved to the gate, Frank leading his group in the meantime. Emil was the first out, taking a deep breath of muggy air as he drove his bunch from the corral and out onto what passed for a road. They had nearly reached the edge of the Axtell Ranch when it happened. A rider pulled out in front of them, a human. Emil slowed, hearing the nervous sounds of the rustled horses behind him as his brothers followed suit. Why, Emil Carlyle, what are you doing in these parts? A rough, familiar voice called out. And with Axtell horses in tow, it boggles the mind. Emil shifted his weight on the horse beneath him his hand undoing the latch on the shock pistol that rested against his right thigh. Dick Dolan, imagine finding you out here, so alone. Dick grinned. It was a wide thing with a few gaps of missing teeth and a few extra gold ones. You really think I'm alone? Emil heard the soft buzz of a handful of weapons come from the rocks and plants that lined the flimsy road they traveled. Now, how about you boys jump down from them horses and we go have a chat with my employer? Your Weezer boss can go rotten hell, Frank sneered. The shot was so quick, Emil hardly had time to turn before his brother's body hit the dirt with a thick thump. Robert screamed for his brother loudly, spooking the horses whose now frenzied sounds and movements created an instant bevy of chaos. There were more shots. Emil threw himself down against the neck of his horse, flattening himself there as his heels dug into the animal. The spooked beast needed no extra urging, throwing itself forward toward Dick Dolan, who darted out of the way as Emil bolted past. He turned his head to glance back, his cheek pressed against the warm hide of the horse. Robert would not be, could not follow. By the time he reached town, dawn was breaking and both Emil and Horse were panting for breath. Hot tears had streaked dusty paths down his cheek. The last remaining Carlisle brother wiped at them as he dismounted, tying his horse up to a post in front of the shack he called home. His wife stepped out onto the porch, her face quickly flickering from wary concern to alarm. Where's... She stopped cold at the expression on Emil's face, opening her arms for him to fall into... I told you not to take this job, she said through her own tears. Emil could not find the will nor energy to respond. Later that evening, Emil and Claire were stooped over their dining table, wordlessly spooning thin soup into their mouths when Capitan appeared. The ambitious Calafera knocked lightly with one spindly hand before letting himself in. Mr. Carlyle, I was right sorry to hear what happened over at Axtell. Emil's Adam's apple bobbed as he swallowed hard. I'm sure you were. Ain't right. Ain't right. The wispy voice of the sentient wavered against the silence of the room. Axtell has had an iron grip on this part of the planet for too long. 
Can't say I disagree. Emil set his spoon down and eyed his employer with a hard stare. I'd imagine you're even more keen to get back at him now, eh? Claire's own spoon clattered to the table. Now, Mr. Capitan, you cannot expect... Emil hushed his wife's protest by gripping her hand across the table. She stared hard at him, her lips pressing into a thin line. As you know, I needed those horses to leverage an expansion of my own property. Capitan slid into Frank's empty chair. That need still exists, but I have a new plan of how to achieve it. And what might that be? To open a competing general goods store, lifting this county out of Axtell Monopoly. I already have a supplier lined up, eager to have more selling power than is currently offered by my nemesis. Emil drummed the fingers of his free hand against his thigh and thought, What do you have in mind for myself? Well, how does Marshal Emil Carlyle sound to you? Emil's lips parted slightly in surprise. I've had a word with Sheriff Spine. Turns out he's equally as tired of Axtell's subversion of the law and is looking to deputize a new force of men. You as their leader, Emil. Claire looked away from the emotion that bubbled to the surface of Emil's expression. His head began to nod of its own accord. Oh, I'd like that very much, Mr. Capitan. I thought you might, the Califera sighed as he stood, dusting his suit with the back of one exoskeletal leg. Report to Sheriff Spine in the morning. He'll fill you in. Yes, sir. Emil stood, showing his employer out. The Califera blinked his vertical slitted eyes a handful of times in the goodbye of their species and disappeared into a waiting motor carriage. Emil stood in the doorway as the vehicle kicked up mud and drove away into the sunset. Emil, Claire's voice was tender with hurt. Nothing good will come of this. Perhaps not. Emil turned back to the table and sat down. But if I get even one shot at that bastard Axtell, it'll have been worth it. To who? his wife asked, the lashes around her eyes sparkling with unshed tears. To me, Emil dug his spoon into the soup and took a loud slurp. It won't bring them back. Claire's fists were knotted tightly in the apron that fell over her knees. No, but it might make their death mean something. Claire's brow furrowed, and she wiped at her eyes with the edges of her sleeve before silently returning to her own meal. Emil caught no rest that night, his mind flitting endlessly through the events of the night before and the possibilities of the morning to come. By the time gray dawn arrived, he was halfway out the door, Claire calling to him to at least eat breakfast first. He kissed her quickly and darted from their home, her protests muffled by the door as he saddled up his Axtell-provided horse and began the journey across town. The one saloon had already lit up its open sign, the neon light flickering like an omen as he crossed its path. A few sloppy patrons were still asleep on its porch, their sonorous snores an odd accompaniment to the buzzing of insects that infested the swamps just outside the edges of town. There were no other storefronts. Empty buildings where once had been gaped at him with smeared windows, his reflection warped in their broken promise eyes. The jail was at the other edge of town, a solid building offering no frills and half sunken into the mud. Sheriff Spine sat on a rocking chair outside, a lit cigarette dangling limply from the corner of his mouth as he watched Emil approach. Well, if it isn't my new deputy, that's what I've heard. Emil couldn't help the smile that creased his lips. You ready to get back at that Weezer bastard? You can only imagine. 
The sheriff laughed, his body responding to it with a series of wet, hacking coughs. I called in some help for you. Hope you don't mind. You're gonna need a crew to protect that new store Capitan is cooking up. Who'd you get to come to this godforsaken place? Before the sheriff could answer, the door to the jail creaked open. The sounds of hard boot heels and jingling spurs accompanied a body in all black that stepped out onto the porch. Emil's eyes followed the boots up to the red bandana around their neck. The stranger pulled the black Stetson from her head and nodded. Sure is nice to make your acquaintance, Mr. Carlyle. I'm Cash Guthrie. episode of Tales from the Ridge. A special shout out to all my patrons, Willow, Jill, Orsoya, Jessica, Franchon, Chelsea, Fritz, Rodney, Andrew, Megan, Kira, Katie, Camille, Emily, Andy, and Kat. If you like this episode, tune in next month for part two. If you want to keep up with my other shenanigans, follow me on social media. Just search Ari Levy or Ari Levy Author on any social media platform. And as always, thanks for listening. Mel, mem, ugh, this new mammalian, 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 mammalian. Do 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 do.